At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Ooh, boy. Did we watch ourselves a basketball game? Not over yet. 11.5 seconds to go. The Brooklyn Nets with a 111 108 lead. Kevin Durant just grabbed a rebound on a missed Giannis free throw. And now a chance at a 50 spot, JVT, for Kevin Durant, who has played every second of this game tonight. He deserves it. Put it down. And, you know, look. At the end of the day, like obviously I like to bet on basketball. I am a, I'm a basketball fan. Oh, like he missed a free throw. Doesn't matter. Performances oh, like this are so awesome, dude. Yeah. To, to see guys at the peak of their powers and, and literally just doing whatever they want against the best players in you know in their respective like realm, right? Like there were so many times where and you know make fun of Pat Connaughton for his defense there, but regardless, there was a couple of possessions where KD was like, "I'm going to get the ball. I'm going to scrape across the free throw line. I'm going to get to the right elbow, and I'm just going to shoot this. And you're not going to be able to stop this." It, this has been such an incredible performance in terms of his defense, his offense, his facilitating. It, this is just, we need you to do something great because we're in a bad spot. Yep. And he did something great, man. This and is this, so cool. And this was, and I know everything has to go back to LeBron and be compared, but this was game seven against the Celtics. Now, the Bucks, mm-hmm. you could argue, are a superior team to what that Boston Celtics team was, but he knew he had to play 48 minutes and win that game by himself. And that's what you're getting tonight from Kevin Durant. And yes, James Harden being on the floor, I think, benefited him. I don't know if they win this game without James Harden, who ultimately played 46 minutes tonight with 11 seconds to go. As we've talked about, offensively, not so great. But just his presence on the floor opened things up just enough, I feel like, for Kevin Durant to allow him to do what he's done here tonight. He deserves all the credit in the world, uh, but... 
you know, a couple, obviously, role players, Jeff Green having the, the first half yep. that he did and, and hitting those threes, keeping them within striking distance. Yes. I mean, the first quarter, JBT, this thing looked like it was going to be an absolute laugher. It was a 14-point Bucks lead after the first quarter. And here we are with 11 seconds to go. And this is, if the Nets ultimately get to the championship, win the championship, this is a game we look back at and say, they kind of got their mojo going on this game. 2-2, just chopped two straight. And they come from double digits down at the half, down 16, mm-hmm. and they're up four now. What was one of the was totals? There was a, we, so we had 218 and a half, 217. Was there a 220 in there during the day? Close to 222. Yeah, so there you go. So this is pretty big here in those last yeah. 11 112, half. 108. So we are on total watch right now as Chris Middleton misses a three. And we'll see. That's a foul on, uh, on Landry Shamit. So <laughs> Shamit a chance to uh, make this a push on the total. We have yet to see an over in this entire series. The closest we got, I think, was game one when it was 17.5 points under the total. I mean, technically That, that is over. the closest we got to a over in this game, in this series. Technically, it's over. For you. 217, yeah, 218.5, all that stuff. Some numbers. Uh, but the closing number of 222. Uh, but the Brooklyn Nets, Giannis is out. I think he might have just, did he foul out? Um, regardless, uh, this game, yeah, Giannis just fouled out. 34-12-4 for Giannis. Shamit hits the first free throw. This is going to be an important free throw to some uh, with, uh, with six seconds to go with Landry Shamit. And this is, this is quite, the, uh, quite the comeback here for the Brooklyn Nets. And now they will head to Milwaukee with a chance to eliminate the Milwaukee Bucks on Thursday night. Uh, really Im- free throw good. <clears throat> really important sports betting note here. The best nickname in basketball is trending on Twitter now. The Slim Reaper. That, I don't know why Kevin Durant doesn't go by that. The Slim Reaper is so badass. It is over. 114-108. Down 59-43 to at the half. The Brooklyn Nets just poured in 71 points and won the second half. 71-49, to JVT. For the full game, Nets get the victory. Total pushes the closing number of 222. <laughs> and now the Brooklyn Nets have taken a 3-2 series lead, overcoming a 16-point halftime deficit. Kevin Durant, 49 points, 17 rebounds, and 10 assists. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. I'm just tired looking at Kevin Durant right now. Played every minute tonight, JVT. 49 points, 17 boards, 10 assists, a triple-double. And what was the stat that you mentioned during the break? First time in NBA history, what happened? First time, first player in NBA playoff history, Kevin Durant is, to record 45-plus points, 15-plus rebounds, 10-plus assists. (laughs) And he was efficient tonight, too. Yep. 16 of 23 from the field, 4 of 9 from 3, I mean, surprisingly, he missed three free throws. He went 13 of 16 from the free throw line. 17 rebounds, all defensive boards. 10 assists, three steals, two blocks. He turned the ball over three times. Mm. 49 points for Kevin Durant. And the Nets now have a 3-2 series lead. At least they got their Durant stopper and P.J. Tucker, huh? (laughs) 
<laughs> there's, uh, there's no stopping Kevin Durant. No, there is no stopping Kevin Durant. He went 9 of 25 in game four, and anyone who doubted this dude is a moron. This guy is one of the greatest offensively skilled players, JVT, we've ever seen. I think you could make an argument that maybe he is the most offensively skilled player we've ever seen with his size, oh, yeah. with everything that he puts out. The dude is 7-1, shoots as good as pretty much anybody ever to walk the face of the earth. His quickness, and he put on a show for us tonight. He put, put on a, an absolute show for us. He just put up a great slow-mo shot of Bud with like just the surrender Cobra. Oh, bro. Yeah, it's going to get ugly for Milwaukee. But you're right. No, he, look, he's a seven foot guard. He's a seven foot guard. Like that's exactly what he is. He's got the handle of anybody. He's got the shot of anybody. He can find his spot. He's an elite mid range scorer, arguably the best. Like I don't even want to put arguably in front of it. Like he is the best scorer we have seen. Man, he's incredible, and uh, it's just so silky smooth. But uh, this is, I think, a lot of what we talk about here at, as we come out of this game. You know, we should talk a lot about how great Kevin Durant was. But we should talk a lot about how the Nets were smart with their game plan, right? And, and you saw, I think, the difference in terms of coaching. You know, the, the, this is a coach in Steve Nash who seemed to harp, go after the weak link on defense. Mm-hmm. Let's get Kevin Durant the ball almost every single time down the floor. And on the other end, get a clear, clear weakness in the defense for the Brooklyn Nets that the Milwaukee Bucks refused to exploit, and that was James Harden on one leg. And, and it's, it, it is incredible. And, you know, we, we talk – it's funny – there's every once in a while I'll stumble into a dumb conversation. Coaching means nothing in the NBA. Show them that game because that's exactly what coaching means. That's, the Bucks lost that game because you refused to budge and you refused to alternate from your game plan. And it's, it was just incredible to watch that collapse. 16-point lead for the Bucks, led by 14 after the first quarter. They get outscored in the second half, 71-49. to 49. Kevin Durant, I don't have the numbers of what he had in the the second half. I think he had north of 30 in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get those. We'll get those numbers as the show goes on. Uh, we're doing this all on the fly. But as you look at the uh, the player props here tonight, uh, both Giannis and KD go over their point totals. As Kevin Durant, <laughs> and it's one of those situations. You know, here at Circo's 34 and a half. DraftKings was 33 and a half. As you mentioned last night about Donovan Mitchell, this was a situation where you probably should have played the under. But did you want to get in front of that train that was Kevin Durant, knowing that if this game was in striking distance, that was going to happen? And he turned it on. And he did that against the Cavaliers when he was in Golden State. He hit those clutch shots. That's, you know, that walk up three in the first title that they won in what, 2000, or first title they won with KD was at 2017, mm-hmm. the dagger against, the, against LeBron and the Cavaliers. He's got that gear. And there was a couple moments where. In that third quarter, JVT, he was getting to the bucket at will. He gets those switches on a Pat Connaughton, and he says, okay, you're going to give me a three? I'm going to bang him right in your face. And he did that back-to-back possessions. Then you had to respect that again. Uh, just an incredible performance all around, and a lot of questions to be answered by the Bucks. You know, Mike Budenholzer and the Bucks. they, they seem to turn things around. They win that ugly game three. Kyrie gets hurt. They really dominate game four. KD doesn't play all that well. Up 16 points on the road at the half. A double-digit favorite at halftime. A 12-point halftime favorite, and they lose by six. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is... There is a lot of questions. I know people want answers in that area about who's going to be their quarterback. 
I think they want to know who's going to be their coach because I can't imagine many people are, are very happy with the uh, performance they saw from the man on the bench. Yep, not at all, man. That was, a, that was pretty poor. Poor all the way around, though, man. A lot of them. We'll get, uh, we'll get more into this game, but uh, we appreciate Eric Eager jumping on. He was supposed to join us about 25 minutes ago. We had to watch this game unfold, and it unfolded uh, in pretty impressive fashion. So Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus joins us right now. Uh, Eric, before we jump into uh, the NFL, your, uh, uh, your expertise, uh, what did you think of this performance <laughs> from Kevin Durant, man? Yeah, I mean, I bet over nine rebounds for Durant. I think he had that thing pushed out by halftime. So, I like, I every once in a while tweet out, like, that wasn't even fun, you know, when you get an over that hits that early. Um, yeah, I mean, the Bucks. you know, I, I have a Nets ticket to win it all, and obviously I'm I'm pretty nervous about it. But, um, you know, the Bucks seem to be the anecdote for all these sort of insecure Eastern Conference teams in uh, this time of year every season. Yeah, so 3-2 now. Uh, but let's get to football. We were, uh, before we, uh, as we tried to splice in a little football conversation while our eyes were fixated on the television here in studio with this Bucks game, um, William Hill tweeted out something about, you know, where they stand in the MVP market right now, which is the most popular MVP bet, 9% right now of the tickets are on Josh Allen and Matthew Stafford, but the most popular by dollars is actually Baker Mayfield. And, you know, JVT and I said, eh, we probably wouldn't play Baker Mayfield to win MVP. That being said, we like where this Browns team is headed. You know, we love the coaching staff, the performance they had in the playoffs last year, the offseason, what they did in the draft. So when you look at 10.5 wins, Winning the AFC North around three to two plus one forty five or so. You know where are you on this Cleveland Browns team, Eric? Heading into twenty twenty one. Yeah, this is one where you know, and you, you started to see these become more ubiquitous as far as like you could buy stocks and teams and stuff. And like I think if if I were to buy a long term stock in a team, you know, obviously Kansas City, Baltimore, the Cleveland's like in that top three or four for me. They have Andrew Berry's a terrific general manager. Um, you know, they have a great staff. They're hiring, you know, like it, they, I think their team, maybe the Ravens as well, you know, resemble sort of one of these like Wall Street firms more than any other team in the NFL. Uh, and, and then they supplement it, obviously, with great players. I mean, you talk about Mayfield, number one overall pick, Miles Garrett's a terrific player. They got Beckham, Landry, Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Uh, you know, and then on the defensive side of the ball, all the acquisitions they made this offseason with Troy Hill, John Johnson, Jadavion Clowney, um, you know, you, they, there's really not a place you look on that team and you say, wow, this is a weakness. This team has a leak, um, which is not the same as last year where they had injuries to Grant Delpit uh, and, you know, Denzel Ward for much of the time. So, you know, they really deserve, I think, a lot of a, a lot of credit for putting that thing together. Now, they have to finish, right? And, and, the, and the AFC North is a is an extremely tough division with, with Baltimore and Pittsburgh. I think Cincinnati should be okay. But long-term, I think you look at this franchise, and it's, and it's a good one. Eric, I don't want to, I'm going to sound somewhat facetious here. Is the AFC North a tough division, though? Like, how, like what are we expecting from Pittsburgh this year? Because like, I, I don't love what I saw from Ben Roethlisberger down the stretch of that year. And we think we all know, right, you guys at PFF are pretty strong. And a, a very fraudulent, what was it, 11-0 start to the year for the Steelers. Like, where are we looking at with the Steelers in the grand scheme of things? 4-1 to one to win this division. Like, I, I just got a feeling about this team that we're going to be generally surprised by how kind of 
uh, well, let's say bad, how kind of bad they are this coming season. Yeah, I mean, that was being nice. I mean, obviously, like, they still have an eight-and-a-half win total, which, I mean, I think if, you know, if you can find a win total comparison bet between them and the and the Bengals, that might be a good plus-price prop for you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when you look at that team, they they haven't solved the right problem. They, they you know, they, they had the second-worst run game in the NFL, and instead of looking at the second-worst run-blocking grade, they looked at the running back, which, again, is a pretty, like, old-school and, and tried-and-true way of failing. Um, Big Ben, you know, they bring Matt Canada in, but then today they talk about, you know, instead of using play action and motion more, they're going to do the stuff that Ben's comfortable with. And the stuff that Ben's comfortable with really hasn't been sort of this new age offensive, you know, thing, things that people, you know, play action, for example, that, that, that have really moved a lot of these offenses. So I'm skeptical of them. Uh, eight and a half, I think under is a good bet, even though Tomlin has never had a losing season in his career. Um, you know, it, it's one of those where I think when the bottom falls off, it's going to look really bad. Um, and, and I think the reason, one of the reasons we get so much flack from Steelers fans and media is that this, this team has only had one losing record since I was in high school. I mean, you're talking about one of the storied franchises in the NFL uh, on the precipice of not being very good. We're talking to Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus. And Eric, you're starting to see now some plus prices pop up for the Green Bay Packers in the NFC North. Uh, I'm looking at the Westgate Superbook, uh, plus 110 for the Packers. Uh, here at Circa, they're at plus money. Uh, DraftKings still has uh, the Packers at odds on, minus 121. Uh, how do you look at this division right now? I, I, if people follow you on Twitter, we all know you're a pretty big critic of, uh, of the quarterback in Minnesota and, uh, and, and the makeup of that team. Uh, but... I mean, the more and more Mark Murphy continues to open his mouth, I, I just, I'm having a hard time believing that Aaron Rodgers, at least week one, is is the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. So is there a buy spot at some point in this division for the Vikings or the Bears? Yeah, I think right now the ship has sailed on Minnesota. As much of a critic as I could be, I certainly took them at 5-1 to one and 4-1 to one yep. to win the division when those were, were available. I think now, you know, the Vikings, the Vikings are darlings on the betting market every time this, you know, this time every year, right? They were, they closed last year, you know, week one as favorites against, you know, Green Bay, at, you know, on week one and also favorites to win the division. And, and I think it's because when you look at like traditional means of winning, winning football, the Vikings kind of check a lot of boxes. They have a good quarterback. I would say in many cases, a very good quarterback. Um, they have a, a good head coach who's defensive minded. Um, and they have some good players on defense. The problem is, in the NFL nowadays, to win with a quarterback that makes as much as Cousins, you know, he has to be in that sort of four or five range. He can't be in the six, seven range. And that's, I think, where Cousins' new offensive coordinator, that it's his like fourth in as many seasons with Minnesota, uh, an offensive line that's likely to start two rookies, uh, guys who I like but are going to be rookies, no third option behind Thielen and Jefferson in the past game and Dalvin Cook coming off of a career year, I think that offense regresses a little bit. I think the defense should be passable unlike a season ago. But if you're looking for value in the NFC North, I think you have to look to Chicago. Matt Nagy is eight games over 500 the last three years despite very bad quarterback play. Whoever starts, whether that be Dalton or hopefully Justin Fields, is going to be the best quarterback he's had in that. Uh, in that room his entire time. Pretty good defense still. You know, good weapons in Robinson and guys like Mooney. Uh, you know, so I, I actually like the Bears where you can get them, you know, at over 3-1 to one right now. 
uh, to win that division for the you know the second time in four years. So Eric, let's say real quick that the, the Garen's gone. I don't care where he goes; he's just not going to be with Green Bay. How bad does this get for the Packers? You know, I was talking with Johnny Vela a couple weeks ago over at DraftKings. Uh, my win total was six and a half, shaded to the under. He seemed to agree with the win total in that range. You can get this Packers team at fifty to one right now to have the worst record of the NFL. Like, what are we talking about with a Aaron Rodgersless Packers team? So I'm I'm conflicted here because I'm not that high on Jordan Love. I I didn't think he was a first round draft pick caliber player last year, but really high on Matt Lafleur. I think when you yeah. look at you know the team that he had going in, like you're looking at uh, Aaron Rodgers playing so averagely that it got Mike McCarthy fired. 2019, he still wasn't the you know most efficient quarterback in the world. They still got to 13 and three. So. It's hard because, you know, obviously I think the coach matters more than, or sorry, the quarterback matters more than the coach uh, if you're handicapping here. But the coach is good. And, and, and you know, Devontae Adams is a great wide receiver. They should have a good defense. Um, and, and so, and obviously they have the home field advantage, the Lambeau field with fans this year, unlike a season ago. So, you know, I'd probably put it more like seven and a half, but uh, certainly with Jordan Love, you just don't know, right? Jordan Love could be, you know, he could be passable. But he could also be like many of the guys who were sort of drafted in that you know part of the draft over the last 10 years, be like the next Paxton Lynch or something like that. We're talking once again to Eric Eager. Eric, we got about, uh, about a minute or so, and I, I, we've talked about the Falcons quite a bit, um, and now Julio Jones obviously officially gone. It was, just, it was expected, but now it has happened. Um, most spots still seven and a half on the Falcons. Um, I know you're very high on Arthur Smith. Kyle Pitts comes in there. Still looking at 7.5, but no longer juiced to an over. Uh, would you still look to play over on the Falcons? I think so. I think they have a tough schedule as far as home and road, but I don't think their opponents are terribly uh, you know, scary. So um, you know, they, they do have a ton of talent. Their defense, I think they could, if they could square the circle there and be average, they can certainly uh, compete in an a- NFC South that's going to be a little bit weaker. Uh, than it was a season ago with the Saints falling off a bit. So I still like them. Um, and, and right now, yeah, as you said, you're getting a better price on it than you were getting you know, a few weeks ago. He is Eric Eager. Every time he comes on our show, it's around 49, 17, and 10. That's about the stat line, Eric. We appreciate it as always, man. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Take care. There he is, Eric Eager. Kevin Durant tonight, 49 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists, 16 of 23 from the field, the Nets erase a 16-point halftime deficit. They win 114 to 108, take a 3-2 series lead, outscore the Milwaukee Bucks 71 to 49 in the second half, and now a chance to head on to the Eastern Conference Finals on Thursday night. We break down what we saw unfold in Brooklyn when we return. It is the nightcap here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. 
we host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the Olympics. Exactly. He's gonna guard, and then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock, and then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? You think I need it? Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Day, if you like the Twitter feed, old takes exposed, because there are some good ones out there tonight regarding what we witnessed at the Barclays Center, a 16-point comeback by the Brooklyn Nets. They win 114 to 108, 47, sorry, 49, I'm shortchanging mm-hmm. KD, 49, 17, and 10, a triple-double, and as you mentioned, first time in playoff history, a player goes for what? 45, 15, and 10, baby. Not too shabby from uh, Mr. Durant. Uh, Skip Bayless on Twitter, PJ Tucker is intimidating. Kevin Durant, that was a tweet earlier this evening. Uh, Colin Cowherd, the Brooklyn mess was a tweet uh, out there. So, sometimes... uh, Sometimes people, sometimes teams come back, and sometimes all-time greats rise to the occasion, and that's what we saw tonight. Kevin Durant, uh, this, you know, it's funny. 
when Damian Lillard had the performance that he had this off the earlier this postseason, we talked about it, and then they ultimately lost that game. JVT, we said, all right, does this game get forgotten? Yes, it does, because it was a first-round game. It was great. He hit 12 threes, but they lost to the Denver Nuggets, a team that ultimately got swept by the Phoenix Suns. This is a game, especially if they go on to win a championship. I mean, this is a game you remember mm-hmm. forever by Kevin Durant. Right. And look, um, I think this is why I might annoy some people with my, <clears throat> not over yet, uh, but this is exactly why you do it, man. Like, games are never over, yep. especially in a game of basketball where scoring is fluid and, and quick, and you can get a 16-point deficit, and, and you can get that turned on a dime extremely, extremely fast. And, and that's why you saw yesterday the Utah Jazz despite being down double digits throughout that entire game, still fighting to the point where they got it to 10 in the final two minutes. You know, these games are pretty much never over until they're actually over. So uh, this is clearly, uh, I, will, I won't fault a lot of people for the hot takes, but this is also why you'll never find me on the wrong end of those because uh, it's never over till it's over, baby. Just put it that way. Kevin Durant played all 48 minutes tonight, had 49 points, 17 rebounds, th- 10 assists, th- 16 of 23 from the field. I mean, that's the crazy part, too, about this was – I don't think anyone would have, would have faulted Kevin Durant if he was just firing from the outset, shooting everything, and having not a very efficient game. But for him to go 16 of 23 from the field uh, is just absolutely ridiculous. He scored or assisted on mm-hmm. 43 of the Nets' final 52 points tonight, JVT. Absolutely incredible, dude. And, here, and this was a great observation made that I think is very much worth pointing out, too, when it comes to what Kevin Durant did in the, the scope of what the Bucks were doing defensively, which was, sure, he went after Pat Connaughton a, a lot. Connaughton, sorry, got to get that right. Um, <laughs> but when you go after Connaughton, that, that's going to be at the forefront, and you're going after a mismatch there. But the other little wrinkle here, and this has been the complaint about the Milwaukee Bucks, stop running drop coverages with your center because Brooke Lopez is planted in the middle of the paint. And I think last time I checked, Kevin Durant is a damn good mid-range scorer, and if you're going to give him that area of the floor, guess what's going to happen? The Brooklyn Nets are going to shoot 62% on mid-range shots in this game, and it's exactly what they did, 10-16. This moment kind of reminded me, um, like, the first half, go back to Billy Madison, classic cinema. He gets hit in the face when he's playing dodgeball in kindergarten, and he goes back into the classroom and the teacher's like drawing on her face or doing whatever it is. And then he comes back out and they throw it and he catches the ball. He goes, now you're all in big, big trouble. It's almost what it felt like tonight with Kevin Durant. Because I don't know what poked him in the second half, but you just saw a couple possessions early in that half, JVT, where I didn't do it. I should have. But you started to see that in-game line dwindle down, right? It was at the half. Nets were minus four for the second half, so for the full game, they were plus 12. Mm-hmm. Then it was, they were plus six and a half. Then it was plus four and a half. It just kept dwindling because what we were seeing was Kevin Durant just going absolutely berserk, and ultimately they get a win and a devastating loss for the Milwaukee Bucks. You are one that does not really subscribe to these types of things, and I think it, it works to your advantage quite a bit. But man, I have a hard time believing how this Bucks team bounces back from this performance here tonight. Yeah, I mean, like, I, but you can spin it either way, right? You're sure. either you're either I don't know how they bounce back, or it's come out pants on fire because you're about to get eliminated and you're back home. Right, and they could do that. I mean, that's what they did 
in game three at home. They came out, they were up 17 after the first quarter, or 19 after the first quarter, and almost lost, almost lost, uh, didn't cover the first half. Ultimately, they won that game by three, which I think a lot of people thought they were surprised about. Throughout the game, there were some BetMGM odds on title futures. And boy, did the pendulum swing. We'll tell you about it. Recapping what was a thriller tonight. Bucks in trouble. Nets. Oh boy, they're the favorites again. It's a nightcap here on VC. Baseball season is in full swing. <laughs> so it's a perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our VEASAN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis on every game. VEASAN.com slash MLB is the spot, and our daily members-only best bet email is available free as well. Now is the time to start your free trial. Take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Do you like to play on words there? Baseball season is in full swing. No, oh, that's good. That's good. I was laughing at the typo in the thing. I, I didn't even, that went right over my head. Um... John Morosi, who is now, well, he's, he didn't leave MLB Network, but he is with NHL Network right now covering the Golden Knights and the Canadian Series. He's here in town. He's going to join us in 10 minutes, so looking forward to that. A little U.S. Open talk, top, uh, top of the hour, with Steve Sands from the Golf Channel. But still reaction to what we saw unfold tonight in in Brooklyn, and and I want to get to the Milwaukee Bucks here in just a moment because there are two sides to every coin, and as unbelievable as KD was, there's a lot of explaining to do if you're the Milwaukee Bucks. But these tweets uh, from John Ewing at BetMGM. So this was at 6:44 Pacific, so almost two hours ago, JVT. Mm-hmm. The Bucks were the favorites to win the NBA title at plus 325. Mm, incorrect. An hour later... Should have been the Clippers. <laughs> the Nets were plus 325 to win the NBA title at BetMGM. 30 minutes later at 8.06, so 30 minutes ago from now, at the conclusion of this Nets triumph, the Nets at plus 175. The Bucks were plus 325, as I mentioned, about two hours ago when they led by double figures and were on the precipice of going up 3-2. Mm-hmm. Now, at BetMGM, they are 10-1 to to win the NBA title, and only the Atlanta Hawks have longer odds than the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, I would say this. Um, if you watched this game and you're like, who is beating this Nets team? I would actually say there's still quite a few teams that could do it, right? Because the Bucks did not do what mm-hmm. we expected them to do in terms of an offensive game plan. You know, he's got a lot of rangy wing defenders that would probably go after a, you know, one-legged James Harden. The Utah Jazz, the Phoenix Suns, the Los Angeles Clippers, like all three of those teams have the capabilities of doing something like that. Now, that's an NBA Finals matchup, and that's a ways away. But, you know, I, I wouldn't be running to the window here uh, after watching that game, and feel really buoyed about my chances, you know, with the Brooklyn Nets. And you know, look, there is still some opportunity there for the Milwaukee Bucks. Just got to win two straight. Obviously, you can't lose anymore, and you can win this thing. Some potential value there for Milwaukee. But 
I had this Nets team winning this thing in seven, and after watching that performance from a decision-making standpoint from both coach and players, um, can't really say I feel confident in the chances that the Bucks are going to win two straight against this team. We haven't seen a line yet for Thursday night in Milwaukee. What would you set the line at? Say Nets minus two. Yeah, I mean, what were they? I would say a point and a half. I was going to say, what were they in game four, right? They were about a one, one one and a half point favorite. That was with uh, Kyrie, Kyrie, but no Harden. So kind of a trade-off there. I think Harden's better. So I'd say two. Yeah. Yeah, I think think they're, I mean, they're favorites going into this game. Oh, there's no question about that. And this is a, the public says, what have you done for me lately? The public is going to be racing to play the Brooklyn Nets in this spot. Uh, But they should have been favored in game three as well. And, uh, you know, they covered that three and a half. But regardless, uh, you're right. Well, actually... I'm not so sure about that. Really? Right? Just, uh, what's that? Oh, the, you don't think the public? I think the public will absolutely fade the Bucks. now. Well, like I say, you know, I think, so the easy angle is Bucks are done, fade them, play them, you know. Right. But I think I'll be interested to see, Kind. this is a faux 2-0 series lead situation, right? Where it's, you cannot lose this game. Two, uh, when you're down 2-0 going back home, it's kind of like a, you can't lose that game. Right. It's got the feel of a you can't lose this game. And so I wonder if you're going to see the same public reaction of it might be fade the Bucks, but it also might be uh, I might get uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks, you know, on fire here, first half, first quarter type of deal. And I wonder if we're going to see the same inflated first half, first total type, yeah. of, you know, first half, first quarter type of deal as we see in these two zero situations. The team back down two uh, zero at home. And that's a great point you bring up because game three, as you mentioned, Milwaukee was laying three and a half. First half they were laying three. <laughs> first quarter they were laying two. Yep. They covered the, the the two with ease. They got actually a push at the half, which was a, a bad beat. Uh, if you played the three, and then they did not cover the full game as they win that game by three. Kevin Durant missed a, a long three at the buzzer that was online, uh, but just goes off the back rim. Um, we are going to turn our attention to, to the Golden Knights series here in just a little bit, maybe throw in a little baseball to John Morosi. But for the Milwaukee Bucks, and you're seeing it now, uh, I think the TNT crew is just flaying. Budenholzer, your biggest issue was was what? I mean, you, you've hit on a couple. You blow a 16-point lead. There was a, a couple ugly possessions, empty possessions, down offensively. But defensively, I feel like you have a bigger issue with with just the game plan in that second half. Oh, no. I, I, if, we're, if we're picking, like, ranking them, it's the offensive execution. It's 100. Look, it's Kevin, Durant. Harden. It's, it's Kevin Durant. Like, you know, if I told you Kevin Durant scored 40, you know, I mentioned this to you yesterday, right? Yep. We were talking about this yesterday. I was like, would you be surprised if Kevin Durant had a 40-point game and they won? And you even said, no. Right, right. Like, this, yeah. is, this is perfectly in the realm of possibility because he is such a great player. But it's the other side. It, it is Drew Holiday being very passive with the way that he is playing offensively. It is Giannis Antetokounmpo settling for jump shots and in early jumpers in the shot clock. All of those things are the things that are most disappointing because you juxtapose that with what – Kevin Durant was doing on offense with the way he was going after Pat Connaughton. And then you go on the other end and you see a, a Giannis Antetokounmpo-led team refusing to go after for the most part. Not only just him, by the way. Didn't Landry Shaman, if I remember correctly, force him into a three-point jump shot as well that he actually hit? Yeah. Like, like, you know what I mean? Those are the kind of things and that we were are really praising, disappointing. And we were praising JVT Giannis in the first half because he had attempted two, free, two threes, mm-hmm. even into the third quarter, they were begging him. The crowd was chanting for him to shoot threes, and he wasn't doing it. And we were saying, good job, Giannis. Good job on not shooting these threes. And then what happens ultimately? 
He shoots a, a poor three early in the shot clock, late in the fourth quarter. Doesn't go at James Harden. And another thing that's brought up on Twitter, you know, Giannis, first-team All-NBA defensive, was one mm-hmm. two defensive players of the year? At least one. He won last year. He didn't guard Kevin Durant for a second in this game. Do you throw any point in time just to yeah. mix things up and throw Giannis on Kevin Durant? I mean, it's a fair criticism. I mean, in the soft switches and allowing Connaughton to get thrown on, right. I mean, there's a there's a lot of criticisms for the Bucks after tonight, 100%. Yeah, I mean, P.J. Tucker started to fight through him late, and you got to miss three, you got to foul on Landry Shamit. A lot of questions to be answered, but at the end of the day, Kevin Durant did go for 49, 17, and 10. Look what Clippers do, man. Kawhi, guard our best dude. Let's go. Yep, and there you go. The Bucks, a winner, or excuse me, a loser. 114 to 108. The Golden Knights, they were a winner yesterday. Is this series over? Talk to John Morosi, NHL Network, next, right here on the Nightcap. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking to hire? Indeed will help you speed up the process. They have 135 skills tests to help you find the right candidates faster. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. JBT, that's our senior NBA analyst, at me, JBT, on Twitter. Read his write-ups each and every morning, which I do. Check him out Thanks, in the mornings. And uh, I'm at one, Tim Murray. No NBA write-ups for me. Just, uh, you know, great insight on my guys in the desert hits, like saying, go Go on the over of Joe Harris. He's due for a bounce back. Not at so least much. it's not bothering you. That's no, the important It doesn't part. bother me at all. I did have the Nets tonight, uh, plus the four, so that was able to come home. Uh, also tonight, not to, uh, not to be overlooked, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning even up things against the New York Islanders. They win 4-2. to two. And last night down the road, the Golden Knights take a 1-0 series lead against the Montreal Canadiens, a 4-1 victory over the Canadiens. And a gentleman covering that series, you see his fine work all the time on MLB Network. He's, he's been traded for this series, now working with the NHL Network. Don't worry, still going to do his MLB stuff. It is John Morosi. John, appreciate it. Hope you're enjoying the 115 weather our city has uh, delighted you with here. Um, it's cloudy out today. It, it, was, it was a little cloudy. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, John, uh, so many things to take away from that game one, and I think the one that really you know people were, were pointing to was just the way offensively the Knights defensemen played three goals, a ton of shots on goal. Um, you know, was that something that the Golden Knights were really uh, felt like they could utilize and take advantage of uh, against Montreal in this series? Well, good evening, gentlemen, and I think so. Uh, you consider how deep the Vegas Golden Knights defense is. You'd have to say that uh, this is one of the best defensive cores in the entire National Hockey League, and uh, you look at Alex Petrangelo, leading all skaters on both teams with shots on goal. That is not something that I would have expected to happen. But Petrangelo, to me, is playing better now than he was when he captained the Blues to the Stanley Cup two years ago. That's how good he's playing right now. Shea Theodore is on just about anybody's list of the defensemen that were expecting Team Canada to take the Olympics if the NHL players are allowed to go. He's that creative and dynamic as a defense as a defenseman who has tremendous offensive upside. Alec Martinez with a beautiful goal he scored. Holden is now getting into the act. Goals in consecutive playoff games. So, uh, to me, guys, that was one of the most thorough performances I can recall seeing from a defensive core. Uh, in the Stanley Cup playoff game in the years that I've been covering the playoffs, which goes back uh, several now. So it it really was an impressive showing, and I look at this team as being clearly 
more talented than the version that went to the Stanley Cup final three years ago. So, John, when we, we go back to that game, because I'm, I'm not a pessimist, but I like to look at things and, you know, make sure that we're all squared away with everything. Sure. <laughs> the, the, the first period for Montreal, if you look at some of the even strength numbers, won the shot share, uh, generated quite a few high danger chances. Like, it was a really solid first period for Montreal statistically. So, in that first period, one, what did you see? And two, is there any way to bottle that and put that over the course of three periods for Montreal? Excellent question. I, I think that... Uh, th- those first 10 minutes were really uh, a case where Marc-Andre Fleury saved the Golden Knights, and he was their best player for the first 10 minutes. And I, I think momentum turned once Theodore scored and opened the scoring there midway through the first. I-, I think the Canadians had their skating legs early on the first 10 minutes. They were really building momentum shift to shift. Uh, there was some physicality there. And then I think in the second period you saw – the Canadians struggling to keep up with with the Vegas Golden Knights' speed. And the, the penalties that you saw Montreal take were, were the penalties that you see a team take when they're having trouble keeping up with the opposition. And that was what I saw in the second period. Now, you could look at that game a couple different ways. You make a very good point that, that the first 10 minutes, the Canadians were the better team. And also there was a the moment uh, midway through there where the Gallagher draws a penalty with a really, really good shift, and then Caulfield scores, and they're back in the game. If, if that's the, the, the Habs' approach here, they've got a chance in this series, because I, I think Price was tremendous yesterday. Uh, it really, you wouldn't think it with the final scoreline, but he was probably Montreal's best player yesterday. And so I, I do think there's a path there, but it starts with the Canadians finding a way to just out-compete and out-will the Golden Knights, which is a very, very difficult task given everything we know about how strong of a club Vegas has. You can follow him on Twitter, at John Morosi. does fine work for MLB Network and the NHL Network, and he's here in Las Vegas. He'll be covering tomorrow night's game, Vegas and Montreal game two, before heading north of the border to Montreal. Um, you mentioned Marc-Andre Fleury in that first period, and it, it, it's so hard to believe that the Penguins had a decision to make however many years ago with the expansion draft looming and said, you know what, we're going we're gonna to leave him available for the Golden Knights to grab. And uh, it, it has worked out uh, incredibly well for the Vegas Golden Knights. And, you know, from what you've seen from Marc-Andre Fleury in this series, John, um, is this the what you need to be hoisting Lord Stanley Cup in, what is it, you know, seven more wins? Well, it is, uh, to be honest with you. I, I think that certainly Carey Price also is playing at that sort of level where I think he could do it. Um, I think you also look at, at Tampa right now and their series against the Islanders, and Vasilevsky's done it. He did it last year. And so there's there certainly are other goaltenders capable of doing it, and certainly the Islanders are taking a different approach. And uh, Varlamov was injured for a bit of tonight's game, but then came back in. So I, I think you don't get to this point in the playoffs without good goaltending. I think that's the reason why Vegas won the series against Colorado. I think their goaltending is better than Colorado's. Uh, and so one of the interesting things about Flurry, and you're right, it was five years ago. Again, it was amazing. I, I covered that cup final, Pittsburgh and San Jose, and, and of course, Matt Murray was the goalie the whole time. <laughs> and, and, and Flurry was clearly, at that point in time, making his way and, and, and going everyone thought uh, to Vegas. And of course, eventually he did. But I think the the point that I'll make about flurry is I put him in the same conversation as Dominic Hasek 
someone who has multiple acts to their career. Of course, Hasek memorably retired, then came back. And and I was looking up the numbers today where Hasek had a tremendous run with the Wings. He was 42 years old. Flurry's 36. And and if and so if Flurry's on a Hasek trajectory, there's something special, guys, about about the great, the all-time greats. You think about how great Rivera was closing games, how great Tom Brady is, how great Peyton Manning is. Sometimes you look at the truly great players that we watch and they find different eras of their career to sustain themselves in different ways. And I think Flurry has done that in Vegas. He's, he's a fun story. And that, that story of his longevity is, is an important one. And a, and a final point about one of the reasons why I think he's so great obviously he's got the physical ability to do it. You saw his athleticism. He's got that. He's, he's gifted and he works hard, all that stuff, but the game is still fun for him. And, and at the risk of getting too, you know, too emotional about the meaning of sport and the joy of sport, he really enjoys his job. And I think there are some athletes for whom the pressure gets too big or the money, whatever it is. And it's, and it ceases to be as fun as it once was. Marc-Andre Fleury, for me, still has fun at his job after a long time, and I think that really says a lot about him. And from the Penguins' perspective, I'm sure they they feel great with Tristan Yari in goal after a fantastic series in the postseason. Uh, ah, well said, well said. <laughs> uh, hey, so I'm curious your thoughts. You know, the the uh, the other side of the bracket here. You, you know, you mentioned the talent level for this Vegas Golden Knights team, and you know, not to put words in your mouth, but they look like a, almost a better version from what I gathered from your comments, John, of the one that went yeah. to the Stanley Cup Final a couple years ago. So, how do they match up with either New York or Tampa Bay? Like, what are you looking at with the potential Stanley Cup Finals if that is going to be it? Because I'm very much a, it is not over until it's over, but if that's the series, sure. Uh, what do you like it? What do you think Vegas wants to see? Well, that's a great that's a great question too. I mean, because I mean, you consider how that how that matchup goes. I mean, first of all, to your point, I'm not I'm not going to put them in the final yet. I think Price could easily steal a number of games in the series. Uh, I, I do think Vegas is the more talented team. Montreal though has a path to winning this. It's not the easiest path, but they can do it. And and if to me, if if Vegas reaches the final. And if they play Tampa, you're going to see a series that reminds you of the Colorado series, but with a better goaltender in the opposing net. And that's going to be a tremendous matchup, if that's what it is. It would be a great matchup if it's the Islanders. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the Islanders play a grittier style, similar maybe to what we're seeing from Montreal right now. So I I, I do think, my goodness, the amount of, of, of pace and, and strength and physicality and just overall speed and, and skill in a Vegas Tampa series would be just extraordinarily open, entertaining hockey. And the Islanders just play a different brand. It's just it's a little more physical. Uh, but but I, I think that what Vegas has shown in these playoffs, guys, is they can, they can play any style. I mean, they're, they're such an adaptable group. Um, you, you just think about adding guys like Stone and Pacioretty Yanmark wasn't part of this group three years ago. It's just it's a more talented team. I don't know if they're going to make it to the final. I don't know if they're going to win the cup. But I think you would have a very hard time getting pulling ten scouts and saying, "Look at the 2018 roster and look at this roster and tell me which one's more talented." I think ten out of ten out of ten. We pick the 2021 roster. And you know, Tim, I am somewhat of an anarchist, and I do do a lot of local media out here. Barry Trotz going two and zero against Vegas, and uh, 
a Stanley Cup. It would be a very interesting storyline going <laughs> well, forward. As a Capitals fan, I, I'm cheering for Barry Trotz because I think every Capitals fan wanted him back. And, uh, hey, he's won more playoff series than the Capitals have done so far. John. Oh, Tim. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good, good point, my friend. Good point, my friend, on that. And we'll have to, uh, yeah, I, I will tell you this. I have noticed, uh, I, I know one of your favorite college teams, Notre Dame, I've noticed a, a real trend of a lot of great Notre Dame hockey players right now making an impact. Yeah. <laughs> John, great stuff. Uh, keep up the great work. Enjoy uh, enjoy the heat here in Vegas before heading north of the border. Will do, my friend. All the best. Enjoy the conversation. Thanks so much. There he is. John Morosi with the NHL Network for the Vegas and Montreal series. It's the Nightcap here on Visa. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.